Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Robin, 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 Matins to thee. It's been a while since we've Matins to these. Um, yes, it's been, well, it's been one week. But we haven't Matins for a while. No, you're quite right. Yeah, we haven't interfaced in the Matins scenario. No. There hasn't been any Matins synergy recently. No, but it is very much a Matins. It's a Matins for the heart and a Matins for the mind. And um, what a what a what a sight lays before us in the moon underwater this evening. It sort of revealed itself. It's got a very I have to say, little bit of copyright infringement potentially. It looks a little bit like the set of Hobbiton in the first Lord of the Rings film. It looks a bit like that, yeah. Crossed with, I don't know if you know, you know that ZZ Top album where on the back it's got a lovely spread of uh, sort of Tex-Mex food, right. With frothing beers, yeah. Um, so it's it's like it's like Hobbiton. It's like what's the what's the pub called in Hobbiton? The Dragon, something. Oh, um, Green Dragon. I want to say. Huh. great cue. I should know that. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> anyway, it's like a pub in Hobbiton, but with a kind of Tex-Mex vibe. Yeah, and also Gandalf would not look out of place in ZZ Top. You're absolutely right. He really would. And imagine a ZZ Top concert with those fireworks. Oh, God, that would be superb. So we've got lots of circular doors and windows Yeah. Uh, here at the Moon and Daughter. It's actually quite an inefficient use of space because obviously they have to be as high as they are wide. Yeah, yeah. So you don't, you don't need a door to be like seven foot wide. But there you go. That's the mood the Moon Underwater is. is. And it's got a beautiful turf roof. Which is actually very economical. It has, yeah. And uh, you look inside one of those circular porthole cupboards. Loads of hot sauces mm. for the Tex-Mex. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what is Tex-Mex? Is it Texas Mexican? Yes. Huh. So the the Texan take on Mexican cuisine. Quite right. Quite right too. Um, so what well, I'm guessing, sort of curly fries, chila- chilangos, or is that a, <laughs> what is that? Have I made that word up? I mean, if you look at the photo, it it almost looks revolting. Um, ZZ Top, let's put it, let's put into my mind, ZZ Top Mexican Feast, and see what comes up. Yeah, it's it's kind of it looks like a sort of enchilada, lots of cheese. There's a there's a beer with a extremely nice head on top, salsa, limes, massive it is. Corn a la cob. Yeah. 
There's a rose on there, which is a nice touch. Um, beer, chilies. And what looks like a sort of um, a Mexican uh, clay tankard of perhaps sangria, could we say? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love it. Wouldn't, I mean, the thing is, because it's such a 70s photo, it looks kind of disgusting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The way the colours graded or something. It was on the back of the Trez Hombres album. Very men. Three men. Three men. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, there you go. So nice nice vibe in the moon underwater. Nice sort of mid-level lighting. Um, on all, there's, but it's got quite a basic selection because I don't think Hobbiton had a sort of huge range of different sort of IPAs. It's just a, it's a dark and a light. Yeah, dark and a light. I was actually going through Lord of the Rings. I was reading the Prancing Pony bit um, to see if it would be good for the pub library. But, the, the, but, I mean, this is so obvious, I'm sure you knew that, but they they don't say it comes in pints in the book. No. I was a bit disappointed. Little joke for the film there. Yeah, for the film goers. One for the soft fans. Yeah, but I think the problem was that The Lord of the Rings, whilst being very engaging, very exciting, it, it's, not a, it's not a laugh riot. No, that's the thing that's fair to say. It's surprisingly gen- gentler than you might imagine. There's lots of songs and poems and ditties in the book. Yeah, I forgot when I reread The Hobbit just how many songs there are in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Robin, mm. how has your week in pubs been now we're finally in a pub together? Yes, well, the week in pubs has been... I went back to Bristol again. Uh, saw my mum, saw my brother. Uh, I did a gig and on the way down, a d- delightful walk to walk through the allotments of St. Werburgh's to find yourself in the Duke of York pub which is actually quite like something you'd find in Hobbiton. Really lovely pub. Still very Bristol. You know, I saw that one of the most Bristol things there, I think, is sticker in the in the gents that said, it was a QR code, and it said, scan this for liquid drum and bass. <laughs> <laughs> which I really liked. But yeah, Duke of York, such a great pub in St. Werburgh's. And um, where else did I go? I went to the Annex again and had... Uh, just they had uh, Timothy Taylor landlord on, and it was like the pints kept just floating down my neck. Yeah, <laughs> Do like you know when he... homing pigeons come home yeah. to rest. It was. Oh gosh, I sort of lost track. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, it was really good. I love the annex. Uh, great. They they really they really do. They really look after their ale there. Uh, it was just really nice to have um, catch up with some friends. I got into a very kind of nerdy music conversation with my friend James and Sam about whether Pavement were overrated or not. Right. That's a great pub chat. It is, yeah. And I found myself saying, the thing is with Pavement is they never transcended their genre. Oh, good point. And because um, like, if you compare them to R.E.M. But anyway, I woke up just feeling kind of like, what the F was I going on about? Why? It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's but pub chats don't really matter. <laughs> no, I suppose that's what's nice about them. Yeah, they drift into the cellar. Yeah, why was I being so fervent? Because because alcohol makes you care. <laughs> alcohol makes so, you care, Robin. So irresponsible. <laughs> so sue me for caring after yeah. I've had a few cans. It's weird that you mentioned that about pavement because I was I've I haven't been on Pitchfork for years, but I was looking at some of their long lists. I think their albums of the 90s, Pavement have got three in the top ten. That's a bit nuts. Yeah, but I think they've always had um, 
they're slightly more of a cornerstone of American musical guitar culture in America than they are here, mm. I think. But three out of ten from a decade, bit silly. Yeah. I mean, I, st- I still love them. I think my point was, like, they're, they're not, like, REM level in terms of kind of influence and importance. You see what I mean? Right. Oh, interesting. That's kind of where I was going after eight pints of Landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry. Uh, but yeah, great week in pubs. Um, how, was, how was your week in pubs, John? I had a very good week in pubs. Um was in Manchester this weekend, and I think we might have a discussion, a perhaps more in-depth discussion about my week in Manchester for Behind the Cellar Door, Ooh. Uh, the bonus podcast that you can get by subscribing via Patreon uh, for £6 a month. That's one of the things you get, is the bonus podcast. And... Um, so I was doing these gigs called Laughterama, mm. which are these big shows out in the Castlefield Bowl. And the great, well, the, one of the many great things about the weekend was we were in, you know, pub zone number one. Mm. So we were close to the Peveril of the Peak, the Pev. Oh, God, I've never been there. We were close to a place called Cask, mm. but we were closest, to, well, we weren't closest of all. It was the medium length far away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we were about four minutes' walk from uh, the Britain's Protection. Yes. And because we've spoken about that recently, I made sure that that was where we headed, uh, because obviously it's under threat from the owners, I believe Heineken, mm. uh, the Star Pubs, um, which I think is a subsidiary of Heineken, are putting up the rent. Um, so they've got a no to Star Pubs sign outside. Mm. And you walk in... And like a lot of the people I brought were like, "This is great, but this is so small," because you're just straight straight into this little bar. Yeah. But I was like, "Guys, don't you worry. There are nooks. There are antechambers. There are corridors. There's a beer garden." Yeah. And we ended up, and this might be the discussion point of behind the cellar door. I think with twenty people, uh, all came together who performers and people who worked at the festival. Uh, and we, after quite a lot of um, sort of vibe slash seat negotiation, ended up basically having an entire room to ourselves. Oh, fantastic. But it was not a straightforward task to get there. Yeah. Um, well, I was drinking Guinness, which was superbly kept. A uh, few people drinking ales, which were very well kept or certainly looked that way. And um, yeah, really fantastic evening. Like peak, it was peak Peak Lash. Lovely. As when you were with Tim Key. Was Tim Key there? Key, Acaster, Josh Whittacom. Holy smokes. Did, yeah. you, um, did you did you get to apologise to Tim Key for me kind of sort of vaguely being awkward with him about the audiobook the last week? No, didn't but I come think up. It, didn't come up. No, it didn't come up. It sort of went uns- unspoken yeah. that the apology was accepted, I think. Of course. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Speaking of shame feelings in pubs, as we were in last week's Week in Pubs, we've had quite a few mists in on that subject. Oh, great. Uh, Side for the mist this morning, as per, and we've had some lovely mists in. So this is a good... (laughs) This is one from Kev, Lingering Pub Shame. Hi, Johnny, JR and Robin. Last week's Week in Pubs chat brought to mind a time from my university days in Bath when I was out for pre-summer ball drinks with my girlfriend and her all-female housemates, we were all dressed up smartly and I thought I'd pay a friendly compliment to my girlfriend's housemate, Anna. My brain told me to say, Anna, you look ravishing. But somehow my mouth ignored this simple command and what actually came out was, Anna, you look ravenous. Worse still, I don't think that's that bad, is it? That's not bad. That's okay. Worse still, I didn't realise what I'd said. Okay, right, okay, you didn't realise what I'd said. So I sat there smiling and wondering why she was less than delighted with my intended kind words. This happened in 1996, and I still remember it with horror every so often. Best wishes to you both, and many future happy pub trips to Bristol for you both. My local is the Lazy Dog. Love the Lazy Dog. And my favourite is the Draper's Arms. Yes, Draper's Arms is a fantastic micro-pub on Gloucester Road. Thanks very much, Kev. I don't think you've got anything to worry about that. No, I mean, ravenous is like a neutral thing, because you're not saying, you're not. it's nothing to do with someone's appearance. No. But I suppose the the shame is kind of not realising you've said it. So yes. sort of everyone thinking you're a bit mad or something. Yeah, like you've just sort of thrown a like a mad mighty boosh sort of non sequitur into the air <laughs> yeah. and, and never cleared it up. But I don't think that's too bad. No, that's fine. This is a good one, though, from Matthew. Lingering pub, in brackets, wedding shame. Hi, John and Robin. Absolutely love the podcast. I was introduced by my friend John, who owns Dover's Florists in Pimlico, an amazing family-run establishment. Thanks, John. I don't think I know that pub. Do you know it, John? I thought it was a florist. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, it would be a weird name for a pub, wouldn't it? Dover's. Yeah, maybe it is a pub. I'll look it up in my mind. <laughs> sure. 
Matthew goes on, anyway, my lingering pub shame isn't quite a pub shame, more a wedding shame, but as you'll see, drink, or the topic of drinks, was involved. Yeah, it's a florist. Yes. <laughs> a bit confusing name for a pub. Although there is the florist's arms, isn't there? Is it Bethnal Green? Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, the shame took place in the receiving line of a wedding I was attending as my wife's plus one around five years ago. Before the receiving line and between hunting down my fourth or fifth Prosecco, I took a look at the table plan just to double check it wasn't one of those weddings where they split couples and friends up. Fortunately, fortunately, it wasn't. I noticed that the table theme for the reception was significant songs for the bride and groom. I was to be sat at Club Tropicana. So in the receiving line, I was introduced to the mother of the bride. I pounced. I'm sat at Club Tropicana. Are the drinks free? Cue a bemused look and then a far too long awkward explanation of how cutbacks had to be made because the bride's father had recently been made redundant. Oh my God. (laughs) 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 And that, yes, there was a bottle of white and red on each table, but after that, it was a paid for bar. She was very sorry, but she did hope I'd enjoy my Prosecco's. I tried explaining, but my heart wasn't in it, and neither was hers. Wham, indeed. <laughs> that's a great... Oh, God, Kev, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, mate. That's lovely. I think, like, if I went to a wedding, I think all I would expect to be free would be your sort of greeting champagne and then maybe a couple of bottles on the table. Oh, yeah. I don't think you could expect any more than that. I would, certainly wouldn't expect a free bar at a wedding. No, no. Unless it was, like... Some kind of globo lord. A what? A globo lord. What's that? I don't know, like a global lord. Like a rich person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. In fact, I think I've only been to... I've been to two weddings where the drinks were free. Like, all the drinks. Good times. Good times. But it is it is kind of an embarrassment of riches when... Mm. I, I sort of have a theory that you never have your best nights on a free bar... Yeah, yeah. Because it's like too tempt. It's you sort of have a sip of something and you think, oh, it's not really for me. I'll have something else, and then you end up sort of having had a little bit of a few drinks, and it's too, it's too much. It's too. The idea is so exciting, but the, I, I wonder if something about the, the importance of choice, makes you appreciate a bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I think the it's very easy to kind of see the free proseccos as a challenge at the start. And kind of slightly overdo it and have a kind of vague sense of unreality for the rest of the wedding. Well, luckily, I don't. I don't really like prosecco, so okay. I would have one maybe. Mm. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of top load too much at a wedding. Sure, good idea. Um, we've got another mist in here from Nick Richards, uh, and his his mist subject is a drinking town with a fishing problem. <laughs> Ahoy, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Ahoy lads, long time listener, first time mister Don't mind that at all Cool, uh, I write, don't mind it, don't mind it I write to extend the heartiest of heartfelt invitations to you and your listeners To join us, the pintsmen and women of Hastings In what might just be the best bloody pub crawl in all of East Sussex Hastings Tap Takeover Now in its third year, Hastings Tap Takeover is a celebration of independent pubs and breweries In which no less than 15 pubs host a tap takeover from an independent brewery of their choice across one weekend. It's like a beer festival across an entire town. 
This year sees probably the strongest lineup ever, with over 100 beers pouring from the likes of Verdant, Track, Arbor, Beak, and Overtone, to name but a few. Oh, I had an Overtone recently. Arbor's one of my favourite breweries. Yeah, I like Arbor. It's an entirely free event organised by a small team on a voluntary basis, and it's as much about showcasing the fantastic pubs Hastings has to offer as it is the breweries they host. Hastings has always been a great drinking town, replete with pubs of every stripe, from the sublime to the ridiculous, and it really punches above its weight, especially when it comes to the thriving craft beer scene. But you don't need me to tell you that these are perilous times in the pub world, and the pubs we love have never needed us more than they need us now. It's a fantastic weekend, and I'd urge all lovers of pub and pint to get down here and get involved. It takes place this year from the 7th to the 9th of October... It's completely free, and there are even maps to guide you from one venue to the next. Full details can be found at HastingsTapTakeover.com. Get thee to Hastings, lads. Our welcome will be warm, and our pints at a temperature appropriate to their style. Oh, very Yours good. in pints, Nick Richards. That sounds fantastic. And I've never been to Hastings, and I would really like to go. I went to Hastings once, um, stayed in a beautiful Airbnb, which is this old mill. Mm that had been sort of made into three floors just for two people. However, went into Hastings, realised that not only was it a bank holiday weekend, but there was like, it was one of the big storms that hit a couple of years ago and there'd been like warnings about it. So everywhere was closed. Oh no! When, when I say everywhere, I mean, I think we went to one antique shop and the one fish and chip shop that was open and the rest of Hastings was, like, shut because they were expecting to get battered by very, very high winds. And you were expecting to get battered. Yes, and potentially experienced very high winds as a result. Um, So, yeah, fond memories of the Airbnb in Hastings, but... uh, (laughs) It, quite a bleak walk around a closed. A lot of oh. a lot of shops had actually boarded up the windows just in case there was. Well, I'd love to go to Hastings because my friend James Blackshaw lives in Hastings. Does one, he really? One of the most incredible guitarists of his generation. If you don't know James James's stuff, do check it out. He's amazing. So I've been meaning to go down to Hastings and see him at some point. Uh, superb! Yeah, go down, check out the Tap Fest. Uh, mm. Any more mist, Robin, to speak of? The mist. Let's go through the mist bag. Um, We've got one... Yes, we've got meat raffles from Phil. Lovely. Dear John, you and Robin were discussing meat in pubs stories. I played Yorkshire League local football for many years, and a raffle for a tray of meat was a regular part of the post-football pub activities. The format is very standardised. Sell the raffle cloakroom tickets for £1 per strip of five. Why they don't sell one ticket for pound, beggar's belief. They are just using five times more raffle ticket books than is necessary. That's such a good point. point. (laughs) I like the way you really like that. The strips are then ripped out of the book, folded and dropped in a pint glass for one winning strip to be drawn out by the nearest child or lady. Oddly specific. (laughs) The tickets are never shuffled or shaken, and you can guarantee the winner will be one of the last three people to buy a ticket. Once I worked this out, I was a regular winner of the meat raffle, also often known as a Navi's breakfast, and rarely had to visit a butcher during the football season. My favourite meat raffle win was away at Hemingborough, where I had spent the game arguing with their gobby manager, frequently calling each other the worst swear word possible. (laughs) (laughs) 
When we were at the pub afterwards, he read out the number of my winning ticket. I leapt into the air with a bit of extra gusto and really enjoyed the look of disgust on his face as he handed his nemesis a fine tray of meat. What a great, (laughs) great sentence that is. Thanks so much, Phil. So much going on there. A pint glass is such an inefficient raffle ticket receptacle because you can't get your hand all the way in. No, I love the way he's kind of worked out this hack for always winning the meat raffle as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks, Phil. Oh, superb. If you have any stories about meat in pubs or lingering pub shame, send it to john at moonunderpod.com. Uh, we're going to get the uh, Moon Underwater looking uh, ship-shape and Bristol fashion. Oh, and as I say that, I tell you what, it's got a sense of humour, the Moon Underwater. Yeah. It's it's now revealed itself as uh, a Bristol schooner uh, from the 17th century. Oh, lovely. So it's already looking uh, ship-shape and Bristol fashion because our guest is approaching uh, and uh, you can hear our interview with them very soon. But also I should point out, I have uh, posted a video of Robin and I's top 10 pubs, top 10 Edinburgh pubs, on my social media. It's also on the Moon Underwater podcast social media. So do make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, and send us your top 10 pubs to john at moonunderpod.com. We'll perhaps collate some kind of really complex spreadsheet to work out the best pubs in Britain. Um... Because we were in Edinburgh, so we uh, we we delineated our top ten Edinburgh pubs. Uh, or was it top five? Maybe send us your top five. That's an easier challenge. I think, I think. we did five each. Which yeah, we did five ten, each. Yeah. So why not put your top five pubs all over the Britain and then the land <laughs> and abroad if you want, uh, and send them to John at MoonUnderPod.com. We'd really enjoy reading them. Anyway, for now, I hope your week in pubs. Is as good as your pub in weeks. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Cheers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.